Hi, everyone. It's Karen Chong, and I'm here with my co-host, Dennis Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where every week we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. When we start on our spiritual journey, it can be really difficult to determine the difference between someone who's really good at talking the talk of spirituality versus someone who's awakened and who can help us get to where we want to be. Today, we're going to be talking about gurus, what to watch out for so you can discern what might be harmful or what might slow you down, and what to look for in someone who can help you continue down your path the most effectively and efficiently. After the discussion, we're going to wrap it up with a group frequency calibration to help begin to remove the distortion patterns around this topic. So let's get started. Dennis? So Karen, maybe for this segment, where where we should start is just the very simple, basic question. What is a guru in your mind? Sure. So to me, a guru is somebody who claims to have a certain level of spiritual knowledge who people follow to have or share in that knowledge. So that to me is a guru. Oftentimes the challenge in that scenario is that um, the person in order to share in or have that knowledge or attain that knowledge that the guru holds will give up their power. That's the challenge that often happens with people who are in this sort of situation of guru and follower. So, you know, um, so when you say that, you know, mm-hmm. as people come and work with you, mm-hmm. do you find that some people want to do that with you? All the time. You know, Karen, yeah. guide me, yeah. make my decisions, yeah. tell me what to do, where yeah. to go, when to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah all, all the time. And a lot of people just want to be saved. A lot of people want to be, um, it's interesting, some people want to be recognized like, I'm spe- look, look how advanced I am spiritually and I want you as a person that I feel is the guru to recognize my, my spiritual advancement. And that is really important to them. Um, I've noticed that happens quite a bit. So I think the important distinction um, for me personally, I don't identify as a guru. I I won't take that at all. Because for me, the guru, especially because the guru comes from a Hindu tradition. Okay, I don't know that much about that tradition, so I'm just going to be really clear about that. Okay, from what I have observed, however, there is a power dynamic that happens between the guru and their followers. Meaning, the guru is elevated, the followers are lesser than. The followers typically will give their power away in order to attain that same level of knowledge or that level of power or whatnot. Does that make sense? So they remain in a lesser position, right, in, in comparison or contrast to the elevated guru. Okay, a lot of times what I've noticed also, and I'll get back to your question about me in just a minute, is that there's a lot of abuse of power, mm-hmm. tremendous amount of abuse of power by the per, by the guru, right? Because they have all these people who are dying to give them their power to be saved, to be brought into this promised more elevated state, right? So that's what happens, and there can be a lot of tremendous like um, like energetic hooking by the guru. I see that a lot. That happens a lot when gurus come in and energetically hook their followers. Um, And what I mean by that is that there are uh, people who are in elevated states, who are recognized as teachers, who are actually possessed by things that are dark, like entities. And the entity realizes that this person, whether or not they're conscious of it or not, 
wants, has access to lots of other beings. And so as a result, if they can get into this being, this, the guru person, they can now have access to all these other followers as food sources, okay? Because entities need our bioenergy or our life force in order to feed on, in order to sustain themselves. And as they get stronger in power, what happens is they need more food. They need more power. And so what happens is they start to hook into more and more and more and more people. And it causes and it heightens that dynamic of I'm less than you. This is a follower. I'm less than you, guru, person. Does that make sense to you? Absolutely. Yeah. To me, to me, there's only, there's no intermediary between you and the divine. Only surrender to pure source alone only pure source nothing else there's no need for there to be an intermediary between you and what you are which is pure source so that's the difference because in putting if you surrender completely to the guru you've immediately given all your power away you've totally negated your own inner divinity and you've made them greater than you right you're not even recognize your own power yeah. and then there's an intermediary between you and pure source which is actually something that you've created because you are pure source pure source is you so as soon as you do that you've like shoved somebody between you and what you are does that make sense yeah. so it's kind of a strange power dynamic that is totally um, ripe for abuse like I said it could be on the energetic level and all that sort of thing it can be control right for money or power or favors or sex Sometimes mm -hmm. there's a lot of that kind of abuse. So the reason to get back to your question, this is like the longest answer ever, but the, the reason I will not accept that power dynamic is because who I am in terms of my, in my service to pure source is I will not take someone's power like that. I simply will not do it. I don't need it. I don't want it. And it's, it totally disempowers the person, right? It's not for me to get between you and your connection to pure source at all, yeah. ever. Yeah. So um, because of who I am, I won't accept. A lot of people try to give me their power, and I'm like, I don't want it. You take it back. And so some people find that a bit cold because I'm pushing this energetic back at them. And if they want to be saved, it's not my job. I'm, I'll help guide. I'll empower. But I'm not here to save you. So. You know, I was thinking as you were going through that, or, are there certain questions I should be asking myself mm -hmm. if I've had a relationship yeah. with a guru yeah. or I'm still quite enthralled with someone that's, yeah. you know, and there's yeah. some people that are wonderful resources. Oh, absolutely. And knowledge absolutely. and information. Yeah, I have and, carry wisdom. Absolutely. But what kind of questions could I ask to make sure that I have a healthy relationship? Sure. Yeah. So one is, do I listen to this person like carte blanche? Just blind. Blind, without even thinking about what it is that I'm, what they're saying to me, I just accept whatever it is. Uh, do I get very defensive of that person? So if someone says, oh, is it kind of strange that guru person is asking you to do this, that, or that, and you're like, oh no, oh no, it's totally fine. It's like totally normal that this happens all the time. Just notice if you're defending of them, that if somebody criticizes your guru or questions, not even criticizes, questions, that you shut down and you immediately want to stop talking to the person who's asking you to question. It's just interesting that you would go into that extreme of a behavior if the, because that indicates a, a power dynamic that's askew. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because if, you, if it were a more equal relationship, why not question? Yeah. Whatever I say, it's a question. Yeah. <laughs> Does it resonate with you or not? You have your own inner compass. Empower it. So, do you, so also, do you feel like they're always controlling you? Like, is there a lot of should not? or a lot of shoulds going on, 
right? You have to do this. You don't have to. Like, it's interesting because, you know, pure source is uh, very neutral, right? What you do is just an expression of a life expressing life. What your choices are are yours. There's no, like, should, should not. Does that make sense? It's yeah. also not usually you should not do something. It's more inclusive than that. Pure source, it's, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's in high, it's resonation. It's inclusive. It's usually and. It's not usually but or no. Does that make sense? Usually. So when people are starting to tell you what not to do a lot, that's a trigger. If you start having to not spend time with other people, you're not supposed to question, you're not supposed to read other things, you're not supposed to explore, you're not supposed to look at other modalities, it's kind of interesting. Why? Why? If you're curious, right? It's like, um, so it's because then they're very attached to what you are doing. Why do they care what you are doing? In, in a way, yeah. right? Because if we're in a neutral space in our beingness, then it doesn't, it, sh it doesn't matter what the other being does because you give what you give and what the person's response is, is theirs. Yeah. It's not for me to tell you what your response is, it's yours. And your journey is whatever your journey is. So, you know, I'm curious. So if I start to awaken to the fact that I, you know, as I hear you mm -hmm. and think about my relationship with this person, mm -hmm. that I come to the realization, you know, maybe, maybe it has gotten a little twisted or mm -hmm. surrendered or mm -hmm. whatever. Is it difficult to kind of pull out of that relationship? Be. Because you use the term, the guru could kind of have yep. hooks on you. Yep. And that sounds kind of yeah. invasive. It is very invasive. And I have had a number of clients where they have not seen their guru for years. And those are still present. Or they encountered somebody who was supposedly a saint or a guru. And it was a pass, a passing, a fleeting meeting. And uh, it was interesting because um, I actually just worked on someone recently where that happened. And she said, oh, I met this person once. I wasn't even there that long. It wasn't for me. And I'm like, oh, well, I said, this is a totally random question, but did you ever see this person? They're like, yeah, but years ago. And I'm like, oh, it's interesting because you're still hooked by them. So it could be in passing. What, what, all of that's required for a hooking. Let me just back yeah. up out of this, okay? For an energetic hooking to be established, you have to open your heart, okay? So you open your heart and your power and your essence to somebody else, right? It's kind of like a, I touch your feet, yeah. like that kind of motion, right? Or I open my heart to you in yeah. some way, right? As soon as you do this, then something can come in. Does that make sense? Okay, I don't mean don't have compassion, I don't mean don't love, but I mean it's just interesting that we have to like all of a sudden open ourselves to these, this person and that allows, that opening allows yeah. somebody to come in and hook. Does that make sense? It allows the hooks to be established, okay? So that's what's required. And the other thing that I would just mention is that um, with gurus is that it's interesting to me that people who are, um, they don't, want to listen to other perspectives. Like they start to shut down around the perspectives. Yeah. Only one that's correct. Only one that's right. Yeah. Is that true? I mean, all things are valid to some degree, right? So it's just like, oh, that's interesting. It's just a different perspective. Yeah. It, that's it, yeah. right? So, I mean, some resonate with you, some don't, obviously. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole spectrum yeah. of things. But to be that closed to different perspective is an in interesting indication that we have an, uh, a relationship that may not be as clear as we think. You know, I've asked you this question in relation to other situations, but mm -hmm. um, when someone comes to you mm -hmm. and they've, they've 
bent hook. Mm -hmm. Do you pick up on that? Pretty quickly, yeah. Yeah, do you? Yeah, okay. and it can start to, man, there can be some really dark stuff that happens. Like um, people physically get ill. Um, people can have moments where they have moments of like real bliss feelings, like love feelings, and then extraordinary depression or anger or self-loathing or whatnot. They start to withdraw a lot. They go into periods of depression. They go into like these moments where they have almost like... Um, little periods of almost like, like almost insanity you know um, where they don't feel good about themselves some of them get suicidal it's not good and I'm talking that's the mental emotional aspect yeah. there's also like physical like I said symptomaticness like um, disease fatigue not feeling good there's also this thing even like it's funny because a lot of people who are hooked by gurus who get very defensive of their gurus they're like well I don't feel depleted when I'm around them well how do you feel now? Like just generally, are you feeling more fatigued? Do you feel like you're not going anywhere? Do you feel stuck? Oh, but it's my fault because I'm the one who sucks. It's not really anything wrong with them. I'm the one to blame because I'm not doing all the steps. So therefore, it's my fault. They need to surrender even more further. further to them yeah. and to whatever is because I'm the one. I'm a I'm I'm a bad student. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. That you, in order to experience the wonder of the all that yeah. is, that you have to like hit all these different things, and if you don't, you just suck. You know, yeah. so it's interesting, right? So, and it's also to watch yourself. So if somebody questions, like, hey, um, you've been following this person for a while, and you keep saying that you're stuck, and that you're very, you're not really happy, and you keep being promised this spiritual awakening, but you're not getting there, and you're you're feeling frustrated, and uh, but everything, it's, but it's my fault because it's wrong. And someone says, hey, do you think maybe that, per that guru person that you're with, is that, is that working for you? If you have this strong need to protect them and then slam yourself in response, mm. notice that. Mm. Just notice that. And do you have to make a lot of excuses for them? Yeah. Like, oh, no, no, this, I just didn't understand what they meant. And pro I'm just not at the level where I can understand them. And that may, may be true. But notice if you do that a lot. Right? Because this is a about a power dynamic that is askew and distorted. Right? And so just notice that. And notice if you're not wanting to see it. Like, oh, I don't want to see that. Me. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And some people like the significance of having a guru because it makes them feel better about themselves. They want to go around saying, oh, this is my guruji. This is the person that I follow. And then for some reason, it makes them feel better about themselves because they're more attained or enlightened because they're associated with this person. I'm like, their enlightenment has nothing to do with you. <laughs> I mean, that's, I, I, you know, I'm not trying to make light, but it make fun of you. It's just that it has nothing to do with you. It's their path. You have your own, right? So ask why you have to have that, I'm following this person as if it's something good. You know what I mean? But I think sometimes when I surrender, I also kind of lift off that sense of responsibility. Oh, yeah. Because this journey, you know, can be difficult. Oh, yes, absolutely. And yes. it will, and I almost, it will be difficult because it requires that you examine yourself, which is not comfortable for yeah. many of us, especially at the beginning. So if I yeah. just follow this person, yeah. then I can just fall into that camp. Yep. And I've got built-in buddies. Yep. And, <laughs> you know, the whole, the whole yeah. package is there. Yeah, yeah I, this community, I, for I sure. I can be a follower. Yeah. And I can get a good sense of support mm -hmm. from these people. Yeah. So it's a real dicey, tricky thing. Yeah. And it also, I've noticed that a lot of people who um, have... Um, 
issues where they've been controlled by gurus, they often have stuff regarding low self-worth or non-deserving. So they want to be like blessed by the guru. You know, they want to be acknowledged by them. So let me just make this clear. You, that's not going to solve it. It does, like even if they bless you and you're the perfect follower, until we are complete on spirit level and truly feel our own essence and accept and experience our own brilliance, our own magnificence for who we are, that someone blessing you is not going to do anything. Do you know what I mean? This is an internal game. It's for you. It's your journey. It doesn't belong to anyone else. But, but I, I think the other thing that you have to be cautious about is that there are gurus that do have powers. Oh, for sure. And they can impress. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. They can convince. Oh. And yeah. I mean, it's like whoa. Yeah. Oh, some of them wield dark magic, for sure. It's not a it's not a made up thing. This is not Disney World. Dark magic exists. Yeah. It's powerful. It can change the reality. And some of it's low level trickery. Some of it's much more established and more, um, let's call it advanced. But it's still there, and you have to be really careful with that. And if they're needing, if you need to have that to, to show that this person is advanced to you, then ask whether that's really required. Because really, the path to awakening really is about you and your connection to pure source, not about what fancy tricks somebody else can do. Yeah. Right? That's it. It's about you and your awareness of your connection with pure source. And that's all. Right? And, and I think sometimes, very innocently, as I follow that guru, I, one of the things that I'm looking for is I would like to be able to do what he does. Yeah. And then, you know, it's almost like I can show my friends, my family. It's like, like look, you know. Look what I've done. Yeah. And again, that's that low self-worth thing that yeah. comes up again, yeah. right? So you have to ask um, why it is that you're looking for that. It's interesting, you know, as, um, uh, as I have been put in that position more, where people want to put me in that guru position, one of the things I um, had to come to terms with myself in terms of my own neutrality around my own abilities and who I am as a person is that I don't want or need that. I had to be really clear about this for myself because I was being tested to say like, okay, is this really, because it's an ego thing, right? How clear are you? Are you really doing this because you're clear and you're really in um, connection to pure source and this is a sharing for you and if people want to come along and learn and be empowered wonderful and if they don't wonderful that was part of the journey for me to really be clear of like no I don't need that I really don't want it and it's almost a little bit reluctant for me honestly right it's the same question with regards to abilities and we'll do a different segment on abilities it's really when your abilities come in is when you become neutral to them Right? when you don't need to have yeah. them to prove your own worthiness, that that's when they come in, honestly. Yeah. And it's the same thing with the whole guru thing that you just mentioned, where a lot of people want to be like whoever or whatever. It's not about that. The true, and it's interesting that that flares for some people, that ego, it's to watch that, because an ego mind is so slippery. And there's darkness that's in there that can manipulate that, right? If you want, you need to have that kind of significance to feel good about yourself, the darkness will test you. As, as you get higher in frequency, the darkness can, not will, I should say can often test you. And then it's to, for you to decide how neutral you want to be to that. Is that interesting to you or not? Or does it not matter? So for me, it became one of the questions that I was presented with um, in meditation when the darkness came in and was trying to tempt me. 
it, one of the things they said to me was, we'll give you stadiums of people. You can, you can awaken stadiums of people. And my response was, take them, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me if you awaken, if I awaken a single soul, it's not about that. Yeah. It's about my connection to pure source. If others benefit from that, wonderful. If they don't, it does not matter. But you see, you have to come to that point of neutrality in order, it, from my perspective, to really be in alignment with your source without all this need for power, right? Because if not, it can be turned into an abuse of power very easily. So it's about neutrality. How does the person sit in neutrality? So, um, yeah. Well, that's, uh, I think that's fantastic, Karen. Mm. Thank you very much. Thank you. Karen, could you help me? I hear so often when I look at uh, your video or your website, GFC. Exactly what is that? A GFC is a group frequency calibration, which looks a lot like a guided meditation on a particular topic. And what I'm doing is I'm helping you to remove the distortion patterns of that particular topic. And because you're coming together as a mastermind in a group to connect to pure source even more and to clear the distortion patterns of this particular topic, what happens is a tremendous amount of momentum starts to happen because of the energetic of the entire group. And each individual is able to move faster and ascend higher than they could have on their own. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find they go into varying degrees of altered state. So please do not drive while listening to this GFC. Welcome everyone to the group frequency calibration on Do You Need a Guru? So first, becoming aware of your body and noticing the quality, rhythm, and cadence of your breath right now. Just noticing whether your breath is shallow, fast, deep, full, or somewhere in between all of those things. And if you haven't already taken this opportunity to deepen your breath, becoming aware of the weight on whatever it is that is making contact with whatever you are sitting, standing, or lying down on. So just notice the weight of your body as it sinks into whatever your body is supported by. Mm-hmm. And now becoming aware of your surroundings, noticing the noises other than the sound of my voice, both on your end 
and on my end. Good. Becoming aware of your solar plexus. Between your belly button and the base of your sternum. And as you become aware of your solar plexus, we're going to take a deep breath here, together, inhaling a nice, deep, big, deep breath, holding your breath at the very top for a count of four. And after you have released your breath, holding out the exhale for a count of five. For those of you who have completed that breath already, keeping your attention in your solar plexus and adding to it your lower belly. So essentially becoming aware of the space between your pubic bone and the base of your sternum. Breathing normally here. And as we wait for the mastermind to coalesce or become coherent, please note for those of you who are new that I'm working with you on the group and the subgroup level and that I'll be making noises on my end. So if you hear me yawn or exhale sharply or even hum, just know that's how I remove the distortion patterns. And if you don't hear me speaking at all, that's just because I'm working more and more in silence as I access higher frequencies. So to make a physical sound actually lowers the frequency and is not of benefit to you. So just know if you don't hear me, I'm still working on you. Keeping your attention in the lower belly and solar plexus, breathing normally. Now that the mastermind has coalesced, we're going to go ahead and ask ourselves the following question. How can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And for those of you who are new, that question again is, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of the space at the very center of your body. And as you become aware or imagine this space, imagining 
or becoming aware of a brilliance at its very center. And as you become aware of this brilliance, it begins to intensify because you have your attention on it. And as this brilliance intensifies, it expands outwards through all of your cells, out through your organs, expanding further out through your bone structure, through your flesh, and out through the pores of your skin into the space between your physical body and the outer perimeter of your spirit body, which is a sphere at arm's length all around you. And as you focus on this brilliance, it intensifies so much that the sphere starts to shake or to oscillate from side to side. And now, please bring your attention to the space around the sphere. And as you bring your attention to this space, I'm working with you on spirit level to pull your frequency vibration even higher, irrespective of what level you are at. Yep. And we're doing this A, so that this session is the most effective and efficient possible because it's coming from the highest resonating order and B, because you can't come here yet on your own. You need my help. So this isn't training you to your future self, where you can go.
Yep. Bringing your attention now, please, to your xiphoid process. Your xiphoid process is at the base of your sternum. Your sternum is that big thick bone in the center of your chest where your ribs meet in front of your body. If you trace your sternum with your finger and you get to its base, right beneath the bone is a fleshy point that when you press it is a bit tender. That is your xiphoid process. So as you keep your attention on your xiphoid process, you can press on it if it's helpful to keep your attention here. And if it's not, don't do it. So the first distortion pattern that we are going to remove is the attachment to, addiction to, or desire to give one's power away, to elevate someone above one's own knowingness, okay? Because we feel that they know more, are better than us in some way, are more confident, um, more elevated, more knowledgeable, whatever it is. Okay, so we're going to pull this out. This happens all the time, much more than we're aware of. Pulling out this distortion pattern. This also includes taking someone else's counsel without first assessing or checking if it resonates with you. Okay, it doesn't matter who's saying it. It's checking. Does this resonate with me? First. But a lot of us don't even do that. We take whatever someone tells us, whether it's a guru or teacher type, a doctor, a friend, someone doing a reading, whichever, as the truth. Let's remove that. By the way, I am not suggesting to not be open. I am suggesting that you use discernment and to check if whatever anyone says resonates with you first. Yeah. 
bringing your attention to your entire solar plexus from the belly button all the way to the xiphoid process. So as you keep your attention on this space, removing the distortion pattern of low self-worth or non-deserving when in the company of somebody that you think is more elevated than you in whatever way. Okay. It's like you're not as good as them. You may know less than them, but it doesn't mean you're not as good as them. We're just different. We're all of pure source. So pulling this out, this less than. Tendency or frequency. Yep, bringing your attention to the midpoint of your solar plexus. Okay, so the midpoint between your belly button and the base of your sternum, wherever that is for you. Mm -hmm. Yep. So this distortion pattern is lack of trust in self. We're going to remove this. You don't know what to do. You don't know where to go. You're not sure what to think about certain things. So you don't trust yourself to know. in your intuition and of higher self. So pulling all this out. You typically know when warning bells are going off or when you're uncomfortable or things aren't sitting right with you or when someone says something, you're like, yeah, totally. I agree with that. That is knowingness. So removing the lack of trust in self. still in that midpoint of the solar plexus and also the midpoint of your heart space, the center of your heart, right? in the center, and I mean your heart space, not your physical heart, in the center of your chest, in your nipple line. So in the center of your heart, 
the midpoint of your solar plexus, we're going to remove the distortion pattern of this yearning or need or attachment or misbelief that you need someone to get to where you're going. You need them. You don't actually. You can have many guides who help you along the way, but you don't need them. They just make it faster for you. Okay? Especially if they are aligned with pure source. So you can get to where you want to go without them. Something will happen. Someone will point to a piece of reading or something online or something that will trigger an aha. Okay? Or it may just happen on your own. So this needing to have a guru is something that places us in a position of disempowerment. Let's remove this. attention to your lower ribs, We're pulling out this distortion pattern of confusion, okay, or lack of clarity with regards to whether someone's in alignment with pure source. Okay, so if anyone is trying to control, oppress, get you to do something, they're not in alignment with pure source. Anyone truly in alignment with pure source does not control or oppress ever. They don't need to. Or demand your power. Okay? So, pulling this out so you can have more clarity. now to your xiphoid process again and about three inches directly beneath it or seven centimeters directly beneath it we're going to reset clear out and integrate your pain body This brings us to the end of this session. These GFCs help people release distortion patterns. It's my sincere hope 
that you benefit profoundly from this series, which is why I spend so much of my personal resources creating these as my gift to the world. If a GFC topic resonates with you, often more work that can be provided in this one GFC is needed to really clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion, usually there are multiple layers to individual topics. Depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit sphericalluminosity.com for more targeted support.